All right, everybody, welcome. You are tuning in to the Motherfucker Podcast. I'm your co-host, Riz. Am I here? Hi, I'm Reese. How are you yeah. doing? Um, well, neither of us are well. We are unwell because uh, this is an Oilers-centric podcast, and the Oilers are literally the worst team in the league if you don't count the AHL team that is the San Jose Sharks. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah. So the we're not doing very well at all. It is falling. The it's sky yeah. is falling. Yeah. We're Riz? like, yeah, Riz, what we're going to, we have, it feels like we have so much to cover and yet nothing to cover nothing. because, like, literally, you our can team only is... bang on a drum with so many tunes. Like, 100%. it's just like the, the messiness, the, the hot garbage that is the blue line has been the same story. We're only on what, episode three here. And <laughs> we've literally and repeated been, ourselves three times in a row. Yeah, nothing has changed. And so I guess we, you know what, we're here. Let's just get into it. Okay. We're, we're on the topic and then we will try and end. And then that way, if people don't want, care who we are, they can skip. But we're going to explain yeah. a little bit more about ourselves uh, later on in the episode. But yeah. um, let's let's start with Jay Woodcroft walking out with about six minutes left in the game yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a two minute for um <clears throat> and sportsman like conduct was it? Mm. <clears throat> yeah. The the tensions are high. The frustration yeah. level is is uh I don't think could be any higher because and it, it's not anything that happened on on the ice. Let's credit where credit's due, the Vancouver Canucks are fucking good. And that pains me to say that. It pains me too. It makes me so angry. And I just, I just went to bed last night. The only piece of joy I could hold on to was that they still have never won a cup. Like that was the only, I was like, it's like my mantra before sleep. I was like, they never won a cup. Yeah. They've never won a cup. They've never won a cup, but yeah, they are playing well. Yeah. They're playing yeah. great. I, I, you know, I'm not going to make any bold predictions in the Vancouver Canucks because it's a long season, Um, mm. but they are, they have our number and that it has been an embarrassment. And what's and frustrating? It's 0 and 3. <laughs> yeah, it's 0 and 3. And and what sucks is again, we came out hot. Like the first mm-hmm. 10 minutes seemed like things were turning around. And then mm-hmm. the wheels fall off the cart. And we're and 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 it the looks wheels fall off the court, the cart in the form of odd man rushes. Yes. Odd man rushes. It's just every single time. And I don't know if this is a Woodcroft issue, if it's whatever it is. But why can none of our defensemen, like, why do they always pinch in the most inopportune times and get burned? Uh, like, I, I don't have words anymore. And I keep thinking, <laughs> is this the new system that they supposedly put in to keep us, like, to make us extra defensive? I'm like, go back, reverse, reverse course, because this is not what we need. Hmm. We were a team that made it to the second round. We have superstars who I'll get to that don't look like they're playing like they should be as well. And yet I'm going, our defense just looks like it doesn't exist or it's, it's completely lost what the job is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's not like we're getting any help in goal. So, so from like, from it's, it's so funny that here we are episode three or episode four now. And we're saying the same things that like, there's just no answer. But as of this morning, someone took the fall, right? Someone had to land on a sword and that was Jack Campbell being sent, being put on waivers and sent down. Do you think that's the last we see of Jack Campbell in an Oilers uniform? 
That's a, that's a good question. That's a loaded question because it's okay. Well, we got $5 million AV on that contract year two of a five-year deal. Yeah. You send him down. Now <laughs> I've, I've already seen, and it was during the broadcast yesterday that they started do, like comparison of the save percentage of we've got the best goalie in the AHL save percentage wise. And mind you, the AHL does start like a couple weeks later too. Right. So they've yeah. only played, we're only 10 games in here. So like, Mm, are they really that good? Um, and we've got the worst goalie. It, like San Jose Sharks have let in 10 goals a game in back-to-back games. And the Oilers say percentage is still more, it's poorer, which yeah. is unbelievable. Though say percentage is worse than the Vegas Golden Knights uh, winning percentage. Winning percentage. <laughs> oh, it hurts. And, it hurts like, so bad. And Skinner was in net last night. He let in he you know what he made a couple saves that he maybe shouldn't have saved but he's nowhere near where he needs to be like not even close and and like everyone kind of gives Skinner a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt because he's a second year goalie technically uh maybe we don't well we don't expect him to play like a five million dollar player um and uh with Campbell it, it sucks because when he, he found his groove and I think that was a direct quote during, during, um, preseason where he yes. was kind of like finding his confidence back and then gets pulled first game. And then like, it's just been like hot garbage ever since. Yes. Um, I think I've said that twice already and that's not even a term I normally use. Um, <laughs> but so what, okay. So we did this flip-flop. We send, we send Campbell down, bring up this, this experiment I don't really see it going any better. Um, either. But like Holland would literally have to pull a Brad Tree Loving esque miracle to move any sort of cap room that's going to make sense to get any, like nobody's going to want Campbell. Like no, like there's, no, there's not a single team that would be like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll take him. Not a yeah, chance. Not a chance. Settle with that much money for that contract when he looks like a deer in headlights and like has brilliance in the preseason. Like I, why, why save that? What happened? I'm not, I it's, I don't know. I don't know where we stand with the goalie. And like I said, Stewart's not playing any, you know, not playing hot. No, um, he's not any better. They're, no, they're literally better. like same and same right now. And yes. both are terrible. And so we have no, nobody stopping pucks. We have no mm-hmm. defense doing what they need to be doing to make sure that we're not being scored on an odd man rush. And then we have our superstars who look less than super right now. Don't even look like stars. They don't really for that much money either. And I, you know, I know dry settles not making as much money as people think he deserves and probably fair enough, but like, yeah, I don't think, I think he deserves more, but uh, yes, but right now you're not like, earning it in any way and i you know everyone goes well is mcdavid hurt is he playing hurt good question good question potentially um but what's dry's issue where's hyman where's kane where's rnh where is our offense of last year where is our power where's our power play great question what no there's no firepower I, I I was watching the game on Thursday was against Dallas. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yep. Um, so we've had three games since we last spoke. We played Thursday against Dallas, Saturday afternoon game. Um, and then last night against Vancouver. 
uh, Saturday afternoon game against Nashville. So um, on Thursday game, the first two periods, they were non-existent. Um, they didn't have it. And then all of a sudden in the third period, they turned on and they had 26 shots in the third period. So like there is these like brilliances. And even yesterday against Vancouver, when the score was three to one for Vancouver, Vancouver had seven shots and the others had 20. So yeah. like, like the, the offense has just not found the back of the net and no. it is there. They're getting shots. I thought I saw dry saddle from his like token dry saddle spot have the most clear multiple shots that like last year, those were like guaranteed goals. Like you could see the pass going across and you're like, that's in. And he missed the net on two of them. And then um, um, Wedgwood played phenomenally for Dallas. I don't even know who Wedgwood is. Never heard of the guy. Maybe <laughs> no, we can no, get now him. Now we do. Yeah. No, like maybe, maybe, maybe we can get him. Dallas, um, you want to make a sweetheart deal with us here? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> um, he was phenomenal. Um, but it was just like, these guys that last year when it was just like a guaranteed goal and they could easily score. Okay. Yes. Last year, they didn't have any, any defense either, but at least they were scoring six goals when they gave up five. Yeah. They can't score and they're still giving up five goals. And they're still giving up five goals. Yeah. Like at least we could outscore. And yeah. and it was like, okay, yeah, it sucks. We need to cut down our goals, but we still won because we scored seven. No. Yeah. And <clears throat> sorry. And I, I wonder like if you were, if you were ownership, what's next? Is it Holland? Is it the goalie coach? Is it Woodcroft that has to go? Do we trade there's a Bush? Lot of talk about, there's a lot of talk about Woodcroft. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's, he hasn't even had two full seasons yet. Now, maybe he's lost the room, but like how many, like we are, we are then a coach graveyard. We are a goalie yes. graveyard then. And we are a coach graveyard. Yes. And so like, maybe we go back to the old system instead of like you know whatever whatever we're trying they're doing to do. they're not you know, it's not working and they have to make a major major change now i am definitely not in the camp of getting rid of woodcroft i'm not mcdavid and drysdale will say they're the best he's the best coach that they've ever played yep. for um i don't think he's lost the room but i think it's a uh there's a lapse of understanding of what everybody's role is right now yeah um i see like kane has kind of been through all of this, the toughest player. And he's still kind of, as last year, he was very streaky. I know that we, we had the arm laceration last year. So there was a thing and he, he struggled to kind of find that consistency. Whereas this year you see that mean streak and it's like the Oilers play well when he's mean. Um, I think getting Sam Garnier back was magical. Um, I think Oiler fans love him so much. And for him to score two goals in his first game back yeah, last Thursday awesome. was just like, even though they, they lose, I think a lot of people still like kind of felt that um, felt like a moral that, victory a little it did, bit. It did. And like when you lose by one goal, it's a lot different than these, like just getting dominated by, by teams. And it's, it's so Bouchard. I, I would be so thrilled to trade him. So thrilled. <laughs> I know everybody likes the way he runs the power play. I'm like, you could find anyone to do that. Get rid of this guy. He can, to be honest, defense. We had a better power play when Barry was in it and, and, and here we are. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I am. Um, I'm all for trading Boosh too. I don't know what you get back. I don't know what you find out there at this point. I don't know. I don't know. I know. And no one's going to want to help us. That's another problem, right? No one's going to want to help Holland right. on this mission. Um, right. You're going to have to sell the farm to get somebody or to get mm -hmm. something. And it is that goal. Is that another defenseman? 
is that like, you know, where does that sit in our realm of what we can find and what where we does that sit in our, in our zero budget salary cap? That cap just against like, the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in my opinion, who goes next is, is how Holland because he put us in this situation and in a position where you can't, he, he basically sold the farm in the sense that he handcuffed us to this team. And it's like, you got to win with this team or you have nothing. And we don't have the tools to win with this team. No. Um, like I understand that Campbell, there was a lot of like hype and, and hope. I think there was never really a lot of like conviction behind that, but there was, there was hope that he could kind of return to the guy he used to be. Um, but he has been on decline since like his time in Toronto and Toronto was so thrilled to get rid of him. And yeah. Holland screwed us with that five by five, I think big so time and, and handcuffing yep. us. Um, <laughs> I saw a joke today. It's like, let's bring back Miko Costin. <laughs> I'm like, at this point, please do. Who's let's there? do it. Who's there? Yeah. Mike, Mike Smith. Do you want to come out of retirement? I'm sure like, somewhere actually. in the world you're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am. I think. Thursday's game is going to be the most watched game of the losers uh, yeah. of the NHL in, in the season so far. Um, we've got, like you said, the AHL San Jose Sharks mm-hmm. and who like it. Uh, honestly, I think I will end my, I don't know how I will survive if we can't beat the San Jose Sharks. I don't even know if I can watch it because the San Jose Sharks are so due for a win. And if yes. anybody, if they can beat anyone, it's literally them into Oilers right now. Yeah. I will die. I will have to throw my phone into a body of water and yes. not look at it because I might puke. I might actually <laughs> physically vomit. Chris, if they beat us, like, I, I don't know if I will be well enough for work the next day. Um, because I, I just, I'm so nervous. I'm like actually nervous. I'm so like beyond nervous to play the worst team in the entire liberal. Yes. Yes. Like it's, they might be the worst team that the NHL has seen in decades. And I, and, and then if we lose to them (laughs) and our season's basically on the line, it feels like, even though I know there's still 71 games or whatever, 70, 71 games left. I just, I, I don't know what you do at that point. You have to sell the farm. Yeah. You have to blow the whole thing up. Blow everything up. Yeah, And unfortunately there's going to be so many people then if that happens who don't like, like Woodcroft, I am not team fire Woodcroft. I think he's a great coach. I mm-hmm. think I loved the passion. I loved the passion of getting, you know, I know that a coach needs to be on the bench, but like, excuse my language, fuck it. At that point, yeah. like say what you feel. And yeah. I'm actually a little bit shocked that there wasn't, more energy on those last five minutes from the Oilers, just throw in the body, throw, you know, like I'm not saying get like, get so aggressive that you're looking at suspensions. That's not going to help the team either, but Mm -hmm. like, like stand up for yourselves, inspire some passion. And maybe that's a little old school hockey of me. I'm a little old school hockey in that, but like, I was like, come on, don't take, don't take this lying down. I I agree with you 100%, but I think talk it has got, Vancouver something about the way Vancouver's playing right now Tockett's got them so bought in to whatever their mission and values are that they're playing the most disciplined they're hungry like that like Vancouver was a bad a bad bad version of of like the team that we were going to beat like if anything they should have beat Nashville again on on Sunday but they were just pathetic again like it was a piss poor effort everyone was invisible um, yeah. it was like no back checks from anybody. It was just like constant, uh, odd man rushes. 
-hmm. and it's just, um, I don't know what it's going to take. And at this point, I think now, now that, you know, when we started, the sky was falling, that was a joke. Like, don't worry guys, it's two, <laughs> two games. Like it's not the end of the world. Everything's fine. Everything is not fine now, but now it's, you're so much worse because the pressure when this season started to win the cup, this is maybe what needs to happen. This is like the only way now I see them winning a cup. This yep. is they're going to be so bad. They're going to be dead last, maybe not dead last, maybe second dead last behind uh, San Jose going into Christmas time. Yep. And the boys just need to say, okay, well, it's over for this year. So they might as well just relax and have fun and start playing. And that's mm -hmm. the only way they're going to win because everybody goes in there every single day and thinks about the Stanley cup at the end of the year. And it's so much pressure so soon. It's just not a sustainable model. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked for anybody ever. Um, you cannot have that kind of discipline. Like I'm, I'm talking like off the ice in terms of everything that they're kind of doing. I know they kind of had a little bit of a Christmas party, a little fun, but I'm sure that they're taking it way too seriously for where they are right now. And it's mm -hmm. because they feel that pressure and it's pressure from you and I, it's pressure yeah. from, from media. Yeah, yeah, from, from media, media asking, oh, you were smiling at practice today. Should they be smiling? Yeah. Like I heard that comment and was like, they're not, they're not, it's not open heart surgery friends. Like yeah. they're allowed to smile occasionally with the people they work with. They, so yeah, I'm sure the pressure is felt in every format for them. They need, they need a Vegas, Vegas, uh, trip where they play Vegas the first night they get there, spend a couple days and just go out as a team. And I know that that's what they've had actually traditionally the last two or three years. They've had kind of these team bonding trips. And I, I do think like when I look at this team versus a team that I, I watch often such as the flames that are um just tied it up against Nashville right now I think um like you can tell those guys are not friends and the Oilers have been friends and I think yeah. they're friends that are stressed with each other and when you have kind of uh it's I, I'm all for holding each other to a higher standard but also like go out there and do the job that you love because you love it and not because all that you're thinking about is what's going to happen at the end of June or end middle of June. of June yeah or what, what yeah. yeah what your contract looks like when you're coming yeah. yeah absolutely and or maybe if you're mad at your buddies maybe you just gotta wrestle it out yeah. I'd sign up for maybe maybe one of these like <laughs> <laughs> you watch that, hey? I watch that up. Put it yeah. on Oilers drop or whatever it is. I'll pay a little extra. Yeah. If you know, at one of these practices, they all just need to like roll around and wrestle with each other and get out some of their frustrations. I'm in. I get it. I get it. We're all frustrated too. And we're frustrated for you on your behalf mm -hmm. because we can see moments or flashes, like you said, of brilliance. And then it's falls apart. And it's really, yeah, it's hard. We want to just celebrate that we have superstar players that we have a team that loves each other that they play for each other and that a city that's super passionate and proud of their organization and right now it just feels like there is no hope um you know i i like believe like you said i think maybe it's just going to be a really rough november and then hopefully maybe you know we've never had good decembers and oftentimes januarys are difficult so maybe yeah. they're just getting it out of their system now well, everyone says that, but I mean, this is bad. I it's don't remember bad. it even being real bad. Like, no, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. So like a bad yeah. December last year, I want to look it up or there's record last year, but it was, it wasn't this bad. It and wasn't it didn't feel like this where there was no answer. Two, eight and, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. 
Whereas like, even if they went on a six game losing skid, it, it was like, no, you're just, you're being silly and you've had great games. We haven't seen a full, like a full game where the Oilers look like they can manage to keep goals out of their net. Not one, not one, not even one, not even the heritage classic. Like Calgary nearly came back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Oilers were seven, six and two in December last year. So like that was bad because they were just above 500, but they like, I'd be, I'd be so thrilled to be seven, six and two right now. Seven, six and two right now. (laughs) Miraculous. Heck, I would be happy with like three, six and two right now if that's what it looked like, but uh, it doesn't. And here we are. So Thursday's a big game and, uh, and we um, are both too, too nervous to watch. But I think it's, you know, we're going to know come Friday morning if our team looks the same or if it's going to be blown up because Thursday yeah. night's going to be super telling. So let me, okay, one quick question and then we can kind of put this to bed because I think you only can complain so much. Totally. Um, but do you think who goes in net on Thursday? You have to start Stewart again. I, I, I uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. And then, and then, and then, okay. So here's like, like the, uh, what, like a uh, ideal sol- solution. You start Stuart and he has a really great first and maybe even a great second. And maybe our superstars put some goals in the net and come out to play and we have a buffer. And then maybe mm-hmm. you can, you can bring in our new guy and get him, get his like toes wet. But like, I don't know, after last night, I don't know. Because again, Stuart made a, free, a few great saves and then some goals he needed to have. Like, absolutely had to have yeah. had. Yeah. You got to make um, big saves when you need it. So here's saying. my thing. So if we're calling up a guy for his first NHL game, <laughs> you put him in, the only team I would put him in front of is yeah. the San Jose Sharks. So yeah. it's kind of like. And it, like Skinner did not play very good. He did not. Night. He did like, not. So but do you I but mean, you put in someone so fresh on a game that like literally you have to take points out of? Yeah. So you know what I do? Because I do because the Oilers need to do something so drastic. Mm, they need yeah. something that's like a shock factor to the team. And going out there and changing the lines only go so far or like running a, something different, a different play out power play. I don't know what you do. I'm sorry. I don't know that part shit, but I think they need a shock factor. So I think they need to be like, Holy fuck. We literally have an AHL goalie internet. Like yeah. we have to actually play. We actually have to defend. We actually have to protect this guy. We actually cannot let pucks get to the net. And be a, like, it would be a ballsy happens. move. It'd be a ballsy move, move because he knows his job is not, I I'm sure now maybe, maybe, maybe there's like internal conversations, you know, we're not privy to, but mm-hmm. like, I think he's got to know that people are like calling for him, calling for Holland's head, calling for, um, the, the goalie coach's head, Dustin's head, Dustin you know, like Schwartz, I think yeah. it doesn't short. It's like, I think, I think he must know that like, if something doesn't change soon, his time in the organization is limited Mm-hmm. And so that would be a, you know, and I'm all for like a big move. So maybe, maybe, and you're right. It is the only team. If you're bringing up an AHL, an AHL goalie, it is the only team that you would feel comfortable putting them in front of. Mm-hmm. We will find out on Thursday. We will find out. 
So that will be our topic of discussion when we reconvene when we, here when we reconvene. next week. <laughs> well, we're going to, we're going to move on to a lighter note. Um, <laughs> we, in our first few episodes received an anonymous um, comment and we love, I love this anonymous comment. It made me really laugh. And I thought it was just so charming. And the person said, like something along the lines of uh, great content or um, I really like what they're saying, but who the fuck are they? <laughs> and fair, both question. Riz, fair question. And both reason I thought it was really, really humorous mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and made us giggle. And so we thought, yeah, that's fair. We should maybe share a little bit about who we are and like maybe play like 10 questions of like, um, you know, a little bit about us. So maybe we can like set a, a minute timer and all and share some 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 things you want to do that yeah yeah i'm on it okay i'm I'm, ready i'm I'm happy to start okay so i'm asking you questions first yeah you can ask me questions or yeah yeah let's yeah let's do that okay let's go all right who is your favorite player growing up kelly bookberger oh that's okay (laughs) deep cut (laughs) i loved him i have no idea why i'm so little in love kelly bookberger if you did not cheer for the oilers who would you cheer for um uh that's a good question let's say ottawa senators oh okay and why because they were my floor hockey team when i was like in grade five when i played floor hockey okay yeah um that was uh, my fast answer (laughs) um how i think we did this in our first episode but just in case so people understand what's your connection to the oilers uh lifelong fan grew up in edmonton uh family were divided between the flames and the oilers and i chose Mm -hmm. the better colors and (laughs) chose the oilers no it was probably because of wayne and because of the team and the legacy um and yeah and then i just jumped on board and i'm kind of obsessed favorite band favorite band the beatles oh that's a safe answer though isn't that (laughs) yeah that was minute okay great that's a little bit about me okay Okay, your turn. Only like four questions though, but that's okay. We can we can reconvene. Yeah, and we can (laughs) we can do this a little bit longer. Hopefully, our listener who wants to know who the fuck we are, you can write in, Mm -hmm. ask us some questions, and we'll tell you. How about that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Don't stop listening to us, and Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll continue to share tidbits about us. Okay, I'm gonna set a stopwatch timer for one minute. Okay. Same questions. Sure. Okay. First question. What, uh, who was your favorite player growing up? Hockey player. Um, I think I'm going to throw out Doug Waite right now. Ah, yes. Well mm-hmm. done. Okay. Um, if you were not cheering for the Oilers, what team would you cheer for? Uh, it changes year after year. Um, but this year I think it would be, yeah, shoot. I did, was going to answer this. Oh, the Hurricanes. Oh, that's good. Okay. Even though there's a little rivalry there still. There's a huge rivalry. So 2006 still stings, me. but I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your favorite band? Nickelback. As according to Connor McDavid, the best band in the world. <laughs> how many, and, and now for our fans at home who are listening, how many times have you seen Nickelback? Uh well, if you count the Heritage Classic as a concert, even though they only played three three songs, that was my eighth time. Okay. Chad Kroger, if you're listening, Nickelback, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, you gotta come be a guest on our show because we got a super fan here. Um yeah. what, what was our other oh what is your connection to the Oilers? What brings you here today? I grew up in Edmonton and I used to nanny for one of the legendary Oilers. And so I used to take his kids to the game when he was a a player and then when he was behind the bench and then when he was in the office. So spent a lot of time behind the scenes there. 
Very fun. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a little bit about us <laughs> now that you, now that you know, um, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll keep sharing as we go along. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But that's our connection, at least into the Oilers and why we're doing this. Cause we love our team. We do. Even when it's dark, dark days ahead. Yeah. Even when my DMS have just been the nastiest comments for the last like two days. Well, since Saturday, actually, people have just been sending me really messages that they know purposefully get underneath my skin and I spend a lot of time not really defending I've mostly been complaining right now (laughs) yeah yeah I did the defending thing last night a little bit and then I was so riled up I was like no I got a mantra I got a mantra myself to bed and I did think through a little bit I was like you know what here's my hope I'll leave my, my hopeful note I hope that the next few games we just put a lot of goals in net even if our defense and our goalie is not up to par and we're not there i hope we look a little bit offensively like the oilers you get a goal. last year you get a goal everyone gets a goal and then maybe that will give our defense some time to one either figure out this new system or two get their heads out of their you know wares mm-hmm. and and do the jobs they are they're hired to do and hopefully it will all just trickle down and this game, this big road trip here that we're we're embarking on, or or the team is embarking on. I say we, but the proverbial we, um, that we'll just get uh, a bunch of wins and we'll start climbing back up where we need to be. Okay, so score prediction for Thursday: six three for us. Okay, for the good guys in blue and orange. Yes, I'm gonna yeah. go seven two. Seven two. Okay. Yeah. Anyone? And, anyone? Uh, who's got? Who's got the goals? Ron, Warren Fogel is getting he's, on the board. He's so he is due. So due. <laughs> he has had so many brilliant moves and just no finish whatsoever. So he just can't call it, it now. Yeah. You know what? We were talking about that last night watching the game. We we're like, oh, Warren, bless you. <laughs> bless you. You deserve one. He deserves a yes. few. Okay. Yes. Well, let's hope that the. The game is tilted in our favor. I cannot bear to think what our our episode will be like next week if we don't win on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. All right, friends. Right, right, friends. This has been the Mother Pucker podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next week and hopefully with more positive information. Let's do it. Let's go, boys. The Mother Pucker podcast is a proud member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. For more information on this or any of our other podcasts, please visit OrdinaryPodcast.com. The Ordinary Podcasting Network would like to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include the traditional territory of the Treaty 7 people in southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations.